Hello and welcome to the Lisper Podcast. And once again, it's your host Tyrone, and this episode is called Holy Shit. And it's called Holy Shit because that is exactly what I was thinking the whole time I was watching this fucking documentary on YouTube. I mean, not YouTube, on um Netflix, excuse me. So it's a documentary on Netflix, and it's called How to Fix a Drug Scandal. I think that's what it's, yeah, I think it's called How to Fix a Drug Scandal. And when I tell you that I just, I just found it. I just was scrolling through Netflix for something to watch, and I saw it. It said how to fix a drug scandal. Nobody told me about it. I didn't hear about it on the internet. I wasn't looking for it, checking for it. No shit. I just clicked on it. I thought it was only four, four little episodes. So I was like, oh, four episodes. I can watch this. I can finish this whole thing. I was sitting here chilling. I got to, you know, watch out for the corona, so I can't really go nowhere. So I'm chilling, and I decided to like. Just watch it. I mean, it was only four episodes, wasn't nothing to do, so I had some free time. And from the gate, right from the jump start, the first thing this bitch is on there talking about, she was um stealing meth from the from the drug lab. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Right. So I start watching it. So they start talking about how in Massachusetts they have two labs. Basically, two labs, and basically, they have people in there called like base chemists, or yeah, they call like base chemists. They're like they're chemists, but they're like chemists that um that basically test drugs. So they had two labs that basically in the whole state they had two labs. One in one was the um one was the uh the Amherst lab, and that was the one like in western um Massachusetts. They did all, you know, like the big cities like Springfield, Massachusetts, and all the cities out West Massachusetts. And then they had the other one was the Hinton State Lab, and that was like more like in the Boston area. And those two labs tested all of the drugs that was brought in from like criminal, like, you know, that the police brought in for evidence in criminal drug cases. So I'm like, all right, cool. So then the, the, they had the district attorneys on there and they had like different attorneys on there saying how the main point of a drug conviction is that what the person actually had was drugs. They were like, they can't they can't convict somebody on possession. They can't convict someone on distribution. All of their drug convictions come from the one point. The one major point was, did they have drugs or not? So the convictions have to be basically come from these labs. And so these women... At these labs, not only had to test the drugs, not only had to put information down about the drugs, not only had to sign off about the drugs, but they also had to go to court and testify that, yay, I tested these drugs and these drugs was drugs. It's like, I tested this crack and it was definitely crack. Now, I don't know how you test crack. You smoke the shit. I mean, <laughs> it's like, no, but I mean, that's basically what the bitch was doing. She was smoking crack and, and, and testing the drugs by taking them. But no, that's not what she was doing for real. But it's funny though. It's like you could say that she could be. She could have went to court and been like, "I know it was cocaine." And I, how you know it was cocaine? Because motherfucking judge, I snorted that shit. I was snorting it, and I got high. And I don't get high off of fucking powdered sugar. You know what I mean? So I get diabetes. <laughs> no, but for real though, it, so these <laughs> so these women have to go to court and testify. Or men, it could be a man too. But these, but these people that test these drugs have to go to court sometimes and testify. Say, I tested the drugs in this case, and these drugs was drugs, and and that's that. So they had the Amherst thing, and then they had the other thing. 
the uh the Hinton lab, right? So apparently what had happened at the Amherst lab was that the um I forgot how they got suspected. She got suspected. Well, they got suspected of some kind of like drug problems with one of their workers, Sonia Farak. Sonia Farak or Farak or however you want to announce it. It's Farak, F-A-R-A-K. She um was suspected of doing some foul shit in the drug lab. And so they called the, the, the you know, the, the supervisor and they was like, well, what do you, well, actually they, they did an interview with the supervisor and they was like, what do you know about these drugs? Like, is there something going on with your lab? Like some drugs missing, whatever, whatever. And the supervisor's like, oh, no, 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 we don't have no problems here. You know what I mean? We don't have nothing going on. And then what happened was they um found some cases that was missing from the law that wasn't, uh, yeah, that's what happened. They found two two little uh, small drug cases, drug test cases, you know, that was brought in that was missing in the lab. Nobody could find them. Nobody could find them. And then they found them at Sonia's desk, in her desk, and they was cut open. So coming, some of the cocaine was missing out them joints. And then they found some shit in her desk that was like, like fake cocaine, like a like shit that you use to make some fake cocaine, like some shit she used to make uh make some fake cocaine. So they was like, oh shit, what's going on with this bitch? Whatever, whatever. So the police found that out. So then they got the right to search her car. And when they searched her car, they found some of the uh, envelopes from out the facility in her car, and they found some drugs in her car. So that's basically what they arrest the bitch on. They arrest her on the drugs they found in the car and tampering with those two little evidences that they found the coke out of. So I'm like, all right, cool. They found that and whatever. So then they're like, oh, you know, since she was tampering with the drugs, everybody whose drug case came up, they had her name on there as the witness that, that tested their drugs. You know how that go. You in prison, you got a drug case, and then somebody comes in, or one lawyer from one person tells him, hey, Sonia Farrakh tested your drugs, and if she tested your drugs, we might can get you out because this bitch was, um, she tampered with some evidence up in the lab. So they telling their homies, like, yo, so everybody in Everybody in Western Massachusetts that was basically arrested on a drug case, their drugs basically went to that fucking lab. So everybody in jail that's on a drug case is like, yo, who tested my shit? They calling their lawyers up. Who tested my shit? Who tested my shit? That bitch Sonya did it. That bitch, you know, and they trying to find out about her case. What's up with Sonya? Sonya got arrested. Sonya got busted. They dropping her shit. They dropping her charges. They dropping her cases. You know, that's, that shit hit like wildfire up in there probably. You know what I mean? It was probably like, I mean, every drug conviction in there was probably like me. And then you have I know that some of them was probably salty, and it's bad to say that you salty that somebody actually a, a person that was actually a formidable person in that lab actually did their job. They be like, well, "Yo, did my shit get tested by Sonya?" Nope. Lisa tested your shit. Oh man, fuck Lisa. Lisa, why you had to do your job, bitch? Like you know what I mean? The, the people that didn't get Sonya was probably sitting in there like mad as shit. Like, damn man, why couldn't Sonya test my shit today? You sure? You sure Sonya didn't test my shit? But anyway, so Sonya um, got arrested for testing shit. And then they had her mom on there, and her mom was talking about her lifestyle, and that Sonya was okay, right? You know, you know, just trying to be like, damn, you know, I didn't know my daughter was going to be a fucked up person. I didn't know my daughter was going to fucking do some fucked up shit. You know, I raised her, you know, we was cool. I raised her right. She was a good, she was a good kid. And then they had a sister on there, and her sister's like, I looked up to my big sister, you know? She was cool as shit. Like, we, we never knew. We never understood. And then the one guy that was convicted, <laughs> it was the funniest thing. The one guy that was a drug 
conviction said, if you look at her, you can tell she was on drugs. I, I sell drugs. I know what drug addicts look like. If you look at her, you can tell she was on drugs. And I'm just cracking up because she did, she did look kind of like somebody who might do drugs. But anyway, so that that was a little bit of an opening because of the fact that this bitch in Dukan. Now this was some crazy shit. So this brought in Dukan was um was in the Hinton Lab, right? And she was um she wasn't even on drugs. She wasn't doing no crazy shit like being on drugs and shit. She wanted to be. She wanted to be somebody. Basically, this bitch just wanted to be somebody. She just wanted to be important. She just wanted to be a cool person. She just wanted to be somebody, right? And so she wasn't fucking up because she was on drugs. She just wasn't testing the shit. <coughs> she was trying to be somebody, so she wasn't testing the shit. So she was getting a lot more work done than her colleagues. You know what I mean? Doing a lot more testing, getting a lot more shit done, and it raised some eyebrows. And so once it raised some eyebrows, they started going back into her shit and seeing like, hold up, this bitch doing something wrong. This, this, this bitch ain't, her shit ain't right. And it wasn't no, um, it wasn't really no raising of no eyebrows. We all know what happens at work. We all know what happens at work, okay? This was some straight up hate, okay? Any Duke in situation was some straight up hate. Not saying that what she did was wrong. I mean, was right, because it wasn't right. It was fucked up. She had like 35, 36,000 fucking cases that she fucking just didn't give a shit about. Like, she was basically like, I'm going to convict these motherfuckers anyway. You know what I mean? Like, fuck it, right? But what she was doing was wrong, but how she got caught was really basically some hate. I know it was. I know it was some hate and that shit. So what happened was she was doing a whole bunch more work than the other motherfuckers in that lab. Now, hold on. Before I get to that, let me get into these labs. This, this, um, this Amherst lab that was in charge of all the drug uh, testing in all of Western Massachusetts was fucked up. It looked shitty. The bosses wasn't never there. They said it was understaffed. The computers was old. It was like a shitty place. And the, guy, the lady gets on there and she says it had all the stuff that it needed, like the technology and all the things that it needed to perform the actual test. But they were still saying how fucked up the lab was. Like, it wasn't in order. It wasn't clean. It wasn't staffed properly. It was fucked up. And um, the Hinton lab was kind of like, it was kind of like a thing where you, like, do what you want. They had, like, three people come in and do the testing. And them labs was basically, like, come in, do the test and do what you want. Nobody was watching. Nobody really gave a fuck. So it's like, basically, we don't care about what goes on in these test labs. We want these drug convictions. And we want you guys to say... That um that the shit we sending y'all is drugs. That's what we want. And that's what Ann Dogan took to heart. She was basically like, they sending us these drugs because they want them to be drugs. They want to have all their arrests stand. They want to put these bad drug dealers in jail. They want to put these people in jail. And, and her whole theory was, even if their drugs was fake, these guys are still out here drug dealers. They still drug dealers. The only reason why they can sell fake drugs is because they sold real ones at a point in time and didn't get caught and ran out of money or whatever the reason why they sell fake drugs. But her whole thing was that they still they still drug dealers. Whether they were selling fake drugs, whether they got caught with fake drugs, they still drug dealers. But the law don't work like that. The law works as you got caught with this in your pocket. We saying this was cocaine. If it ain't cocaine, we can't convict this person for being um in possession of cocaine if they had powder sugar in their pockets. You know what I mean? So that's that's where it was at. But anyway, so 
I'm telling you now that Ann Dokin got caught because of hate. Ann Dukin, Dokin, whatever. She got caught because of hate. Because the simple fact of the matter was, she was getting a lot more work done than the other chemists was getting done. And people was praising her. Woo, woo, this bitch even fucking... <laughs> This bitch even told everybody in the office and supervisors and stuff that she was taking classes at Harvard at night, taking classes at Harvard to get some kind of other, like, more chemist degree or something. And um, after she told them that she took the courses and she got the degree, they threw this bitch a party. Like, congratulate her at work, clapping for it. Congratulations, you got another degree. You moving up in the chemistry world and all this. And this bitch ain't even go to Harvard. She just made that whole shit up just to be... Like, feel special or be somebody. But in the other sense, he, so she's at work, and these people are praising her and clapping for her and acting like they're happy for her when really they some hating ass bitches up in there. They was hating. They like, yo, hold up, hold up. I did 25 motherfucking tests yesterday, and I was busting my ass. No way this bitch did 40. So they was like, bitch, how you did 40 tests and I only did 25 and I'm sweating like a dog didn't take lunch? How the fuck, bitch? No, no. So they started telling on it. Like, look, that bitch didn't do 40 Jones. That bitch did not do 40 Jones. I ain't trying to hear it. She ain't do no 40 Jones. I, you know, get the fuck out of here, blah, blah, blah. So that's how that went. And so then it became, okay, she ain't do 40 Jones. You know what I mean? Um, We're going to try to find out what's going on. So then they started investigating it. And now what she was doing was she was taking one package. Like, she get one package of cocaine, take it, open it up, do the test on that one package of cocaine, and then she would take, like, 20 more packages of cocaine and just use this information from the first package to put all on the other packages and make them all be positive for cocaine, too. And... You know, there was no way to catch her. Like I said, there was minimum supervisor. Nobody was looking at it. The drug, um, the, <laughs> the funny thing is the drug convicted people didn't know to say that. They didn't know to say, um, yo, I was out there. I didn't have cocaine on me. They just clean innocent. They're going to say they didn't have the cocaine, but they don't know to say, hey, go back to the lab. They don't know nothing about the lab for real. I didn't know. I didn't know. They, I know when they catch you with crack, they put that little, they do that test on the spot, that little uh, color test. They drop it in there, and if it turns blue, it's crack. They do that on the spot. So I thought that's all they needed. I'm like, okay, this, this cop dropped this little thing in there. It turned blue. That's crack. My ass is gone. And I thought the police could say, hey, I put the crack in the rock. I put the rock in the thing. I shook it up. But the, the truth is that to convict on the amount of drugs, they have to make sure that all the shit is crack. Because they have a specific amount, so they have to make sure it's all crack. So it goes to a lab or whatever. It's okay. It's cool. Whatever. And then they got all, and then the funny thing to me is too, they got all the drugs still in the lab. Like he went back in the lab, he's like, this is um cocaine, this is a kilo of cocaine, this is two ounces of crack, this is this, this is that. And I'm like, these drugs is old. Why are y'all keeping these drugs? Why are y'all keeping all of these drugs? Like, can't y'all y'all got the evidence? This person is convicted in jail, y'all got the drugs. Why is it not being destroyed? Why are y'all keeping 10 years worth of drugs in y'all fucking establishments? I didn't get that neither. And I'm thinking to myself, like, Soyanin was dumb. I would have went back to the, I would have found some drugs from or 10 years ago and, and stole some of that shit. Because nobody ain't going back in that bag. Who's going back in that bag, that kilo of cocaine from 19, whatever, from what, the 2001? Who's going back in there? If I found a bag of cocaine that was from 2001 and that motherfucker done been convicted and done been out of prison. He done been convicted, served his time and got out. 
Who's going back in that fucking cocaine bag? Nobody. I'm going to go in there, cut some shit out. I would take the cocaine from back there. I don't know why. You know, like, I, that would seem more smart to me to go back and take the old shit and, and hope and take my chances. But anyway, Ann Dolphin wasn't even taking crack. She was just, she was just um, falsifying her shit so that she could get more done so that she could look better. And then what was happening was she was getting influenced by the fucking prosecutors. Like, okay, you can be friends with the prosecutors because you go to court. Now, I'm not saying you can't be friends with them. You go to court, and when you go to court, you meet these people. You meet the defense attorneys. You meet judges. You meet prosecutors, you know, because you go there, you talk to them, you see the people. You might see them in the hallway. Hey, judge, such, such, because you go to court so much. She went to court so much that she knew a lot of the prosecutors. She knew the district attorney. She knew a lot of the uh, the people. She probably knew some of the cops that arrested some of these drug motherfuckers. She probably knew some of the drug motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Some of the Dylan dudes. She probably knew them. So... <clears throat> she met a lot of people. She became friends with him. And then she's got text messages of these people saying, hey, I really need this conviction. Hey, what do you, did you get the, uh, is it crack? Because this guy's got to go down. He's this, he's that. And she's like chumming it up with him. Yeah, I got it. That's crack. Okay. And she's getting numbers from, it's like, yo, that is like fucked up that these prosecutors is even talking to this woman about cases. It's like, no, get the drugs, test them, do your job, put them in. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, test the drugs. But she, so stupid, she keeps these emails. It's emails, it's on a computer, and she keeps them. Like, they go through her records, they find the emails, the emails right there, point of the day. You're talking to prosecutors about um, whether or not these tests are for drugs, and, and they're thanking you and, and being chummy with you, and y'all laughing and joking, and y'all fucking with these people's lives and shit, and it ain't right. And it's like, you're, that's evidence against you. That's evidence against you because and it's like you want to be somebody that much. You fake a Harvard degree and you falsify 30, you falsify like 30 something thousand cases of drugs because you just want to be cool with the prosecutors and you want to be the best drug analyst person you could be or whatever. I don't know. But that's what she was doing. And she got caught like six months before Sonia. So, it was already a whole bunch of people saying, hey, we should be getting out of jail over here. And then when they and then they probably heard about that in Western, they like, well, I live in Western, but I got locked up over in Boston with the drug shit. So maybe some, maybe Ann was doing my shit. And it goes back and forth from the drug courts. And then that's probably was like, yo, check that other fucking place. Who did our drug testing? Check them. They might have an Annie in there. They wish they would have Annie in there because she was way worse than Sonya, but they had a Sonya. So it just it just was a snowball of effect. But Ann got busted, and Ann got, you know, Ann got busted, and Annie got busted, and they was dealing with her shit. Her shit was small because she was just falsifying shit. And, and, then, and then they tested one of her um one of her tests that came back positive for uh for some kind of drug. That shit was salt. They tested it, it was fucking table salt. Which is absolutely 100 percent proves that she didn't test that shit at all. That shit came back table salt. And I was like, table salt? Like, I mean, like somebody just put some salt on a fucking in a fucking night. <laughs> I don't even know how you get away from that, because I don't know what drug table salt looks like. Because I never seen no crack look like table salt, never seen no coke look like table salt, but whatever they was doing, they got away with it. I I guess. But they got busted with some whoever got busted with that table salt, crazy. But they got busted. They tested the drugs. It was table salt. So they knew right there that some of her shit was false and fake and made up. And they just looked at the records and looked at it. And they saw like she was she was just going crazy with it. And the thing is, had she used discretion, a little bit of discretion, and not fucking worked with some hating ass bitches, she probably would have got away with it. She was getting away with it. Nobody didn't know. She did 34,000 fucking tests. 
36,000 something tests. Nobody knew. So if she had been more, more discreet and, and, and had, and didn't work with no hating ass bitches, they probably wouldn't have recorded. You know what I mean? It's like, be smart about the situation. Don't do 50. If, if, if your colleagues are averaging 25 tests a day or maybe 10 tests a day, whatever the number is, if your colleagues are averaging, I'm going to say 25. If your colleagues are averaging 25 tests a day, bitch, don't do 40. Do 30. Do 31 even, maybe. I mean, there's a way you could be like, I skipped lunch today. I did a couple of extra ones. Or you could say, somebody called in a favor, so I made sure I got to theirs or whatever. But you doing like almost double what they doing? And you didn't expect them bitches to hate, or you didn't expect somebody to say, how the fuck you did 50 cases a day? Like, you didn't think nobody was going to think that? You thought that these people was going to believe that you was that damn good? That you was that damn good that you could do double the work of all your colleagues? It was that Harvard degree, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. That's why she had to fake that fucking Harvard degree. She had to prove that she was that damn good, so she had to tell them, no, I'm that good because I went to Harvard. I went to Harvard. I'm doing what I was taught at the Harvard night school class. If y'all want to do 50 a day, go to Harvard chemistry school and y'all do 50 a day. Y'all moving too slow. Harvard told me how to move fast or whatever. Harvard ain't teach the bitch shit because she didn't go to Harvard. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, so that was her case. So then when people started going into the Sonya, um, I mean, yeah, the Sonya Frank case, and it was like, okay, so first Sonya was all like, they thought that maybe it was like six or seven months. They was like, maybe Sonya was doing it for like six or seven months because she worked for them for almost for nine, over nine years. So they thought like maybe she was doing it for like six or seven months. That's cool. So in 2013, she got arrested for that bullshit, whatever drugs was in her car and tampering with those, uh, those corny little, you know, those couple of, um, uh, those two little cases. So that's what they thought. So they started, um, trying to get people out of jail or whatever like that. And it was a real sad one. I know it was a guy, um, a guy that was in jail, uh, Ronaldo Panate and, and Jorge Diaz, they was in jail and and they had so many cases and they were trying to get them out and they couldn't work on getting them out. But it was another guy, um, Rafael Vasquez. And Rafael Vasquez was um, sad to me because his wife was on there telling his story and his wife was telling how, you know, Rafael had um, had drug problems. He had addiction problems. He, he had addiction problems and how he was, um, you know, dealing with that and how he was a good dad and he took care of the kids and she worked and she helped him get over his addictions and all that and everything was cool and then she was like he went to jail so he goes to jail and his sonia did one of his cases and they actually did manage to get him out they did manage to come up with bail and did manage to get him in a pill whatever and managed for him to come up with bail and all that shit but what happened was um when he came up, when they came up with Bell, they was basically like, yo, this is all based on Farrakh's case. This is all based on what they can prove about Sonya. This is all based on if they can prove Sonya tested your drugs, if they can prove your drugs. Like, it was a whole bunch of, we gonna let you out, but you ain't off the hook, motherfucker. Like, we still is gonna be processing you to see what's going on. And so they let him out. He was out for a little while, and then they rearrested him. After Sonya's case was closed, and she was sentenced and all that, they went back and rearrested all of the people like rearrested him and went back and still kept these people in jail. So he went back to jail again. So now what happens is the AL, the, the ACLU is like the American Civil Liberties Union. And this defense attorney, Luke Ryan, was like, yo, like y'all, y'all, y'all not doing a good investigation. Like y'all just going off of her saying what she said 
and a couple of things she tampered with and a little bit of drugs in her car. This bitch been working here for almost 10 years. Like, I don't believe her. And he's like, I don't believe her because the simple thing is you don't just decide at 35 to become a drug addict. And like, she's 35 years old. You don't just decide at 35, six months ago to just start fucking doing drugs. They're like, he's like, you know, that don't make no sense. What she's saying don't make no sense. Y'all not doing a thorough investigation. We need a thorough investigation done on this. We got people in jail that was in prison that was convicted because of this woman. We want, um, we want justice. Or we just want to see a thorough investigation to where y'all can um y'all can uh say that it was cool for y'all to keep these people locked the fuck up. We want we want justice. We want a thorough investigation. So they just, so they go back through that and they release Raphael again. Now Raphael gets back out of prison again. He's back home with his family and all this and all that. But he's nervous. Like he keeps calling the judge and he, I mean his his lawyer. He keeps saying to him like, "Yo, what am I? What are they doing? What's up with Sonia? What up with Sonia? What up with Sonia? I don't want to go back to jail. I don't want to go back to jail." And now and 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 he just was like, um, real nervous about it, whatever. <clears throat> and this dude ends up killing himself. The wife comes back on and she's like, "Yeah, this is where I found my husband at." And he had overdosed, and I had always told him if he needed help to let me know, and I would help him, but he had overdosed. And the lawyer was like, he thinks that it was too much pressure. He thinks that he was too scared to leave his family again. He had left one time. He loved his wife. He loved his kids. He had left one time and came home to him. He got, he had hope. He got sent back again. He had hope. And then he got out that last time, and he just he just wanted to, he, he just thought he was going back in. And the, and the defense attorney was like, maybe it would have been better for him to just serve his time. You know, he was fighting for him. He was trying to do the right thing by him, but he said with a guy like that, maybe the right thing was for her to just leave him in prison and let him serve his time, and maybe he'd still be alive. But um, that was um. That was that. So with that being said, I'm going to use this time to take my commercial break. And then after my commercial break, I'm going to tell you um, the results of what happened with these cases. And then I'm also going to tell you my opinion on the whole thing and what I think and how I feel about what actually happened, you know, because I know a lot of people who was um, convicted on uh you know, drug charges and stuff like that. And, and, and it's also like a racial aspect of it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to get into that when I come back after this commercial. So I'll see you on the other side. So welcome back. So when we come back, where we was at was that Sonia Frank, I mean, Sonia Farrick had got arrested. Um, and Annie Dukan got arrested. So Annie Dukan pleads guilty. She pleads guilty to what she was doing. She pleads guilty to all of that shit that she did. All of that shit, everything, falsifying all that shit, falsifying information, tampering with evidence, all the shit she did, making up all that shit. I don't know what she got for lying about Harvard. I don't know. But she pled guilty, and she got a three to five sentence, and she served three years, and she got out, and that's that. I mean, that's what happened to her. She got three to five, she served three years, and she got out. Sonia Ferrick got 18 months. And she served, well, I don't know what she got sentenced to, but she served 18 months and she got out and she served 18 months. But now here's the other thing. Um, Sonya Farrick, well, they wasn't done with her because like I said, Luke Ryan, who was a defense attorney, was like, yo, this ain't right. I can't believe that she just did this for six months. I can't believe y'all didn't do any investigation. And they didn't want to do any investigation. They didn't want to open this back up. You know how stupid the district attorneys look? You know how stupid the prosecutors look? The prosecutors in the Ann case already look stupid because they were talking to this woman, Annie. They were talking to her. They were in collusion with her. They were like basically telling her. 
that they need these convictions, basically, like, telling her, like, do whatever you got to do. Like, if you got to lie, lie. Like, they was basically, like, telling her to lie about it. And then on the other side, these prosecutors and these DAs and all that, they didn't really want to investigate. They basically was like, oh, somebody was doing something bad in here. We busted this bitch. She only opened up two cases. She only been doing it for six months. We got her. She's arrested. She's in jail. We putting the lab back together. Go ahead about your business. And then they're basically like all of the people that she did is cool. She wasn't faking shit like Annie. She wasn't faking shit. She was really doing her test. So don't worry about it. It's cool. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's decent. Don't don't lock them. Don't You know, we don't have to investigate. Now... Ah, uh, the defense attorneys were fighting for these guys, but come on now. It's like, you are fighting for your clients that's no longer paying you, and you and you think it's justice. Because it is kind of like an injustice for these people to be in, in these prison systems. So, so Luke was fighting for his clients, and then Luke called Jared Oganoff and, and Daniel Marks, and these were some other defense attorneys who had who had clients that were like um drug clients, um back then that they were also fighting for. So all of these three defense attorneys, they get together and they and they go and talk about how the DA didn't want to do nothing, how like the, nobody did anything to um to really investigate. And they went back and they had the tapes of the state police officer. The state police officer wanted to go talk to Sonia and the state police officer was like, um, you know, what do you do here? How long have you been working here? Sonia's like, I've been working here, such and such. What do you do? Oh, I test the drugs. Is there any reason for us to believe that there's drugs? Um, at your desk. Oh no! Is there any reason for there to be crack pipes at your desk? And then Sonya knew, like, oh shit! Sonya was basically like, at first she was trying to play it off. No, I'm good. I do my job. I'm chilling. Then when they said, is there any reason for crack pipes to be at your desk? She's like, oh shit! They done found my crack pipe. They done found my crack pipe. I'm not saying nothing else. I don't want to say nothing else. I don't want to talk no more. Get my lawyer. Get my lawyer. Cause she knew she was busted. Her ass was busted, right? So these defense attorneys and all these lawyers and they all get together and they're like, yo, <clears throat> yo, this, 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 there was no investigation. Y'all high and shit. She been in here for nine years. Y'all acting like, oh, it's just that one case and we can just investigate that. No, y'all acting, y'all, y'all, y'all lying. Y'all pulling the wool over our eyes. And then they go here and they find out that this bitch was writing notes about how she was mentally fucked up. She was writing notes and all these, she had all these notes and stuff written down about how she was um stealing the drugs and using drugs and she was a drug addict. And nobody looked at that. Nobody turned that in for evidence. So everybody just kind of looked to the side. And one, the reason why they found out, because another hating ass bitch, but she ain't hating. She looking out for justice. She was reading them and she caught on. She was like, this don't have nothing to do with, with, with what we're doing here. This ain't part of our job. She's writing down on shit that she was stressed out. Writing down on shit now, um, the meth helped her do her work and all this shit, how she feel when she take meth, all this shit. She was basically looking for help, I think, or or basically trying to confess without getting in trouble. She knew she ain't had no supervision. She knew nobody was looking at the shit. But then everybody that investigated her, they knew the shit and they did not have this evidence. They did not give this evidence to the people. They did not present this evidence in court. Nobody presented the whole story. They just presented what they had, which they knew wasn't enough to overturn those convictions, wasn't enough to get, you know, to, to file those appeals, wasn't enough to do all that fucking work. So they was just like basically brushing it, brushing it, brushing it under the rug, hiding the shit. And these defense attorneys were looking out for their people. They didn't want to hide the shit. They wanted justice to be served. And they, and they felt like justice wasn't served. Even though she got caught, even though she got busted, even though she went to jail, even though Annie had to go to jail, it was like, what about the people who are already in jail? So now they go back and they finally get a judge and finally get a court to say, hey, wait a minute, this investigation is fucked up. Y'all didn't do shit. 
and these guys are right. And we opening this whole shit back up. We're going to open this up. We're going to find Sonya. We're going to find out what she, going, what she did and all of this shit. And then by this time, Sonya's already in trouble. She's already guilty or whatever like that. But she knows. She knows that her crimes are way, way, way more than what the fuck they, they know about. She already knows that the investigation was bullshit. She's sitting there like, yeah, I got away with it. And I did it. I got away with it. I mean, 18 months for what she did is nothing. So she basically was like, I'm only going to do 18 months. And that's only six months, three times. And I'm going to get out of here. And I'm going to be cool. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. You know what I mean? She was chilling kind of. She was almost like, yeah, boy, I did all the fucking drugs, top quality shit for 10 years. I was on it. And now I'm getting out in 18 months? What? Fuck y'all. I'll get a new job. I'll find something. Whatever the case may be. She was cool. She was chilling. And then when they opened that shit back up, they came after her. And she was like, yo, no, 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 no. I can't tell me nothing. Uh-uh. And I won't tell y'all nothing. Nah. Like, she had a good lawyer. She had a good lawyer. Because her lawyer basically was like, look, bitch. They opening the shit back up. But they didn't really investigate. They didn't really find out on you. Don't tell them shit. We gonna leave it. We look, look, look. We getting out of this. You got your eighteen months. We keeping that and don't tell them nothing. But they worked out an immunity deal, which said that you know if she testifies, whatever she says, whatever they find out about her after this, she's she's got immunity, full immunity, which means she can't go back to prison. She can't get no new charges. She can't get sentenced to nothing else. She was the eighteen months was gonna be cool. That was gonna be it. Nothing else was gonna happen to her. So. When they told this bitch that nothing else was going to happen to her, she opened up the motherfucking floodgates. This bitch opened up the floodgates. So here we go. She starts saying how, now they have these things in the lab called standards. They have these things in the lab called standards. Now the standard is, the standard is the most purest you can get. The fucking drug that they're testing, so that that they have like a um like a, a plane to go off of when they're testing these other drugs to see how good these drugs are, how how much quality they can say that these drugs are. Like they have a standard, and if these drugs come close enough to that standard, these is crack. Like we got we got crack in the in the in the refrigerator that's one hundred percent straight up good shit, like crack that'll put you on your ass, right? And we testing these things. And you can say, I tested this. And this shit is almost the shit we got in the freezer. This is some good crack right here. 100% crack. And, and, and we know it. Because we got the shit. So they had standards on all the drugs that they had to test in their little freezer. Every drug that they had to test, they had a standard of it in their freezer. So the drugs that were in their freezer was like pure shit. They had pure liquid meth. In their freezer, and what she said was, she started just like dipping a little, uh, a little medicine dispenser thing in the liquid meth bottle and dripping it on her tongue. Blunk, blunk, little drips on her tongue. She said, "Damn, that shit was good. Like that shit had her going." So then she started dipping a little spatula, one of the little mini spatulas they use to test the cocaine. She was dipping that in there and licking that shit, mm, like a lollipop. Lick, 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 lick it like a lollipop. That's what she was doing. So she was licking that shit. So then after a while, that shit wasn't working. She started, like, doing the crystal meth. That shit wasn't working. Like, she just upgraded all the drugs. So then after she was licking the meth, like, she started, she, first she was dripping the meth on her tongue. Then she started licking the spatula. Then she started fucking just, she was doing that shit every day too much. She done took too much of the liquid meth. It was down. So she puts water in it. She's like, I took too much of the liquid meth. It was going down. The standard was going down. So I fucking put water in it. 
put water in it to cover it up. And then she said the actual supervisor actually found it. And this motherfucker found it, knew shit was missing, and was like, oh, this shit must... Like, she said the water didn't even mix with the shit. It's separated. So he found it, knew it was fucked up and separated. He accredited it to it being so old. Oh, this is too old. So what does he do? He throws it out and then gets the, a new standard of liquid meth put back in there for this bitch to start over. <laughs> I'm like, yo, instead of investigating, instead of saying, yo, how the fuck, is it? like, you are the boss. You're supposed to know that that shit don't separate. You're supposed to know how long that shit's supposed to last. You so, you the boss, and you don't even know that the shit did not separate. You can't tell that it wasn't supposed to separate. You threw it out. You bring this bitch in some more. No, that was part of the cover-up, too, if you ask me. He's probably like, oh, shit, somebody been taking this mess. I ain't, mm-mm, not about to get me. I'm about to throw this shit and put some more in there. And look, he probably told the bitch. He probably wanted Sonya like, Sonya, listen, man, don't take no more of that mess. I know it's you. Bitch, I know it was you. Don't take no more of that mess. You, you want to go to jail? I'm putting some new mess in there. Don't touch it. Don't put no water in it. Don't take it. Don't lick no spatulas, bitch. I'm, I'm watching you. You know what I mean? But he wasn't. He wasn't. You know, whatever. So Sonya started progressing, right? And then she's like, okay, I started snorting some of the cocaine. But it wasn't enough cocaine. It, it, the cocaine wasn't enough. I couldn't like snort the cocaine because the cocaine would be obvious. You know, it wasn't liquid. It wasn't something I could put water in. I couldn't add no powder sugar to it. You know, I couldn't do nothing to the cocaine when the cocaine was gone. So I was like, fuck it. I can't keep snorting the cocaine because it's going to go down. They're going to catch me. So I'm going to try smoking some crack, right? And then the bitch was like, I tried to smoke crack. But I wasn't good at smoking crack because I never smoked in my life before. And I didn't, basically, I don't know how to make a crack pipe. So basically, she was like, I don't know how to make a crack pipe. And I don't know how to smoke crack because I never smoked before. So the majority of that time, she was spending, learning, teaching herself how to smoke crack. And then using office supplies to make... (laughs) She was using office supplies to make her crack pipe. And perfect her crack pipes, okay? This bitch was in there being a chemist, and she was using her chemistry knowledge in her in her in her in her, in her uh, test tubes and all the shit she had in the office to make the perfect crack pipe. So then she's making crack pipes. And now she's talking about how she's smoking crack in the morning, smoking crack little in the morning, little in the evening. Little in your vitamins. She was doing crack all day. Smoking crack in the morning. Smoking crack in the bathroom. Smoking crack in a, a room that they had exhaust. I guess the room was to test products that if they burnt it, and the fumes can exhaust. She was smoking in the fumes room. She was smoking in the bathroom. She would take long breaks to go smoke in her car. Like, this bitch was just smoking crack all day. Doing meth whenever she could. And, like, just, just sampling all the standards. The best drugs on the planet. She was getting the best shit on the planet and she was sampling it and, and and she was chilling and they thought that she she was basically like they thought that she was doing it like because they caught her over the past six months but the truth is this bitch talking about this started six months after she got the job so this wasn't over the six they thought it was only six months total no this started six months after she got the job this bitch started licking mess and and, and all that so for almost 10 years for over nine years she was using the drugs. For over nine years, she was using the drugs. So at the end of the day, she went, after she told them all the shit that she was doing, doing all the crack, making crack pipes, smoking in the bathroom, all the kind of shit that she was doing and nobody caught her for all that time. After she told the grand jury all this and all that, the bottom line was that um, 11,000 cases were, um, were uh, convictions were dismissed 
from Sonya. 11,000. That's 11,000 people that went to jail based on her saying that they had the drugs and being convicted. And 36,000 cases were thrown out from Andy Dugan. So that's 36 plus 11. That's almost 50,000 cases. What is it? I'm going to give you the right number. 36 plus 11 is 47, right? 47,000 cases that were dismissed or thrown out because of these two women fucking around and doing the wrong shit in these drug labs and having no supervision, nobody watching them, no proper chain of communication or whatever, and um and and just doing whatever the fuck they wanted to do. And the government in Massachusetts sweeping that shit under the rug, trying to hide it, trying to cover it up. They couldn't cover up any shit, but they covered up Sony shit for a while before they had to fucking come clean and 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 I know them I know them DAs and them judges and all them motherfuckers was looking at that she told the real story after this bitch told the truth for how long she was doing and what she was doing. They probably was like, mm, 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 mm. A lot of people got fired. I know a lot of people got fired. They ain't gonna tell you. They didn't tell you in the document, but a lot of motherfuckers got fired. Them motherfuckers, they was looking at that, mm, 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 mm. That shit was fucked up, right? So that was that. So now, um, now I'm gonna tell you what I think, and I'm gonna be seriously honest about it. Um, there's a racial aspect to it. People were talking about it being racist, and there's a racial aspect to it because we all know that you know Sonya and all these people were white, and um, and most of the drug convictions in them neighborhoods, in the bad neighborhoods, most of the drug convictions are like black people, Hispanic people. And so it was a whole thing where these white people up in these, because these, these, these um, labs were in, you know, one lab in Amherst was like out in the woods. It was like wooded area, creeks, all that, you know, white people shit. Not to be racist, but you know what I mean? Predominantly white, middle class, upper class, white folks mostly. And then, you know, and then it's the hood. And then anywhere else, like in Boston, she was in the uh, in a lab in Hinton. It was a Hinton laboratory. So Annie worked in there. So it's the hood, right? So it's the hood. So um, it was kind of like they was trying to put racism on it. Like, um, we in these white labs, we doing, but for real, for real, 50,000 fucking cases. Come on now, you can't tell me that all these cases was black cases. And, and then the other thing is, you these people don't know... Um, what these cases were when they got them. It ain't like the the the, uh, the attorneys called them up and said, yo, we got this nigga, like we got this black boy, we got this Puerto Rican, this Hispanic guy that's fucking, um, we just busted and we want him convicted. No, they just called and said, hey, listen, there's a there's some cocaine coming in, blah, 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 this numbers, they we need a conviction on this, we need it, you know what I mean? It ain't like Sonya sat there and said, oh, this is a black case, let me, um, let me fucking um, make sure his shit is fucking um, cocaine. Let me lock this black person up. So I don't know why it was getting the racial overtones. I don't know why they were talking about race because white people sell drugs too. White people use drugs. White people, I'm pretty sure in Boston, was arrested for drugs. And I'm pretty sure it didn't never say nothing about the lab being able to determine who the names or, or or none of that. So when I say like some things ain't racist, I don't believe that it that racist really had nothing to do with this. I believe they just saying race because them them labs was in like high prestigious white areas, and most of the drug busts was from the hood areas, and so they just they just automatically labeled it race. I don't fucking know. I don't I don't know where the racism really came in on that. That's where I'm going with how they got to a racist a racist type thing. But for me, it wasn't really racist. Or maybe it was racist because they hit it. Maybe it was racist because the guys that were trying to get, like the, the main guys that were trying to get out of the prison that they talked about were, were Hispanic, were Spanish dudes. 
that were fighting to get out that weren't getting out. Maybe it was that. And maybe they didn't tell us that a bunch of white motherfuckers had got out before that. Because they only told us that a couple of Spanish guys were trying to get out that didn't get out. And they told us about Rafael. So maybe it was like a John and Jimmy and 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 and, and those dudes that did get out. And they, and, and they swept that under the rug or something. I don't know. But I just don't know where the racism came from. Then the other part of it. Now, I'm going to tell you like this. Anne was falsifying her test. Annie, she was falsifying her test. We know that because they tested some shit and it came back with salt. Sonia said that she wanted to do her job right. That she was doing her job right. And that she tested all of her drugs. All the drugs that she said she tested, all of her paperwork was correct. She really did test the drugs. So I believe her. I believe that Sonia did complete all of her tests. There's two reasons why I believe it. The one reason why I believe that she did complete all of her tests is because Sonia had no reason to falsify tests. It wasn't like she was being investigated. It, they never said that she was being investigated because she didn't do enough work. So, so they were saying like she might have been, her work might have slacked off. She might not have did as much as she used to do. It might have went down, but they didn't investigate her because she wasn't doing enough work. So I'm saying that, like I said, if it was 25 done a day, Sonia was, might get, might be getting, she might usually do 26, 27. And after the drugs and all that shit, she might have went down to 21, but she was still doing her job and she had no reason to start falsifying. The other reason why I believe her is because she said that there wasn't enough drugs in the standards. For her to do drugs. So she had to start using some of the drugs from the cases. She had to start tampering with some of the evidence and using some of those drugs out of the evidence for her personal use. Now, if she wants to use some of those drugs from out of the evidence for her personal use, how else would she know what was the best shit if she didn't test the shit? It ain't like she just cut one open and was like, this is cocaine, I'm snorted, and put it down on the table and snorted the shit and it was powdered sugar. No. No, she was like, this was like cocaine. She did her test and it was like, oh, this shit is cocaine. Oh, this shit is 96%. This is some bomb shit. This ain't just no cocaine. This is almost the standard. So guess what? I'm going to snow a little bit of this. You know what I mean? Or I'm going to make me some crack out of this shit, boy. Yes, I'm about to be lit tonight. You know what I'm saying? She wanted to do drugs. She was a drug addict. She wanted the best shit. So if she wanted the best shit, she knew what was the best shit. How she know it was the best shit? Because she tested it. Boom. I'm testing this shit. This is the best shit. The problem where she fucked up at is when they asked her the one day, did she smoke crack? The one morning she was like, I smoked the crack and I did some LSD and I couldn't fucking function. And they were like, how fucked up was you that day? She was like, I was fucked up. I was seeing colors. I knew I couldn't drive that day. And they was like, did you do any tests that afternoon? And she said, no. She said no because she didn't want them to know that she was doing tests while she was fucking high. And she shouldn't have been. But then when they went back and they say, yo, you did a bunch of tests that afternoon. Bitch, you lied. She did a bunch of tests that afternoon. So that's how she got discredited. It was like, it wasn't that you didn't test the drugs. It was like, we can't credit you for knowing that you did good tests because you was fucking high when you did them. So high that you don't remember doing them. So when Sonia says that she tested every single drug that, that came through, every single paper she signed, she did really test the drugs. I believe it. She tested the drugs. She don't even remember testing them, but she tested them because she wanted to use them motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? She tested the coke because she wanted to snort the coke. She tested shit. Oh, this shit is 75. It's still cocaine. I ain't using that. Close it back up. Seal it. 
Good one. Good to go. But them 95s? Woo! I think, I think, you know, she got a 90. She's probably like, oh, man, I done tested six today, and this is my first 90. I usually get 95 and up, but fuck it. Oh, no. I'm going to use the 90s to crack. You know what I mean? Like, I was just thinking, like, that was in her mind. Like, what those are her decisions? Like, you know what? I'm going to do some meth today. Let me, <laughs> let me test the meth, the best meth I get. I'm going to take all the meth cases out. The best meth I get, that's what I'm using today. Or I'm going to do some coke today. I want to smoke some lines. I don't feel like smoking crack. I'm going to take all the coke out for me. Don't do no coke, y'all. I'm going to do all the cocaine once a day. Y'all pick all the drugs. I'm doing the cocaine. And then, like, okay, if the best cocaine, I'm going to keep some. Keep some for myself. The best shit. Because she had the best drug. She was a drug addict that didn't have to buy drugs off the street. She, why would she? You know what the thing is? I almost don't blame her. I almost don't blame her because if you're a drug addict, right, you know how fucked up it is to go buy drugs off the street. You have to find a drug dealer. You have to walk up to him. You have to have the money. You have to buy it off him. You have to hope that he's not a cop or hope that the cop don't catch you, hope that you don't get busted. And then with her job, she definitely couldn't get caught on the street talking to drug dealers or hanging around them or being around them because she's going to look funny. You know what I mean? So she had to, she couldn't really get caught in that drug world out in the street. That's number one. Number two, what kind of drug addict is going to be able to be around drugs all day? What kind of drug addict is going to be able to see crack, put crack in a thing, test the crack, and not put it in a pipe and smoke none of it? What kind of drug addict you know is to be able to do that? That's number two. And number three, why would she go buy drugs from a drug dealer on the corner when she don't know what the fuck he got? When she can go to work and get 95% cocaine or straight up 100% raw fucking liquid, um, liquid meth Raw, 100% best shit on the planet she can get from work for free. So I'm not knocking the hustle. Like, she was a drug addict. Do what you do, bitch. I ain't, I'm not knocking the hustle, even though it fucked up a bunch of convictions. But I kind of almost, the last thing that Sonya said, I kind of almost grew her. I know she was wrong. I know that it was messing up convictions. I know that people went to prison. But did they really wrongfully go to prison? I mean, was Raphael innocent? Was Jorge innocent? No, Sonia basically said that even if they were selling fake drugs, they were still out here selling drugs. How do you get to selling fake drugs? You get to selling fake drugs because you sell real drugs. And you, we all know you sell real drugs for a while. You get a clientele. You run out of your re-up money or you fuck the money up and you still got to make some more money. You got to get your clientele. You go make some dummy rocks. You know what I mean? We know how that go. You can't sell fake drugs if you never sold real drugs. That's just the, that's just the deal. Because who's going to come to you? If you start out selling fake drugs, the first time you sell a pack and it's fake, somebody's going to come back and say, Joe, that nigga's selling fake drugs. You're not going to be able to do that no more. The drug dealers that's around here don't want that reputation. They're going to fuck you up and get you off the corner. Or the drug addicts that know you're selling fake drugs, they're like, yo, you took my money. They're going to fuck you up. Or they're going to fucking make sure somebody fucked you up. Or they're going to get you off the corner. Or nobody going to buy from you sell fake shit. Nobody's going to buy from you sell fake shit. Unless they get real desperate, but you you putting yourself in way more danger selling fake shit. So she's kind of right. You can't sell fake shit if you never sold real shit. So you're still criminals. These guys that was trying to get out, they still was drug dealers. Now, on the other hand, you forget about the possession charges. These people that got charged with possession weren't drug dealers. So they were drug addicts. So they kind of almost innocent. It's like if I go to buy drugs and I'm an addict and I get um 
You know, powdered sugar, I'm not doing a crime because I'm not in possession of powdered sugar, so this is not a crime. And the same thing with the drug dealers. If you're selling powdered sugar when you get court, that's not a crime. They can't convict you for selling powdered sugar. So even though they had been criminals, they're not criminals at the time that they court, and that's the argument, but it's still fucked up. It's like, they, you know these dudes are drug dealers. Why are you working so hard to get them out? they drug dealers. They don't deserve to get out of prison just because this one time they happened to get court, they didn't have real drugs. But that's how the court system works. That's justice, right? So uh, it's kind of like a tour story. But then the other thing is that in nine and a half years, she was never investigated. You know why she was never investigated? Because she said the exact point that I'm going to say right now. She said it. She said the people who were selling the drugs know if they had real drugs or not. These guys that were selling drugs know if their drugs were fake or not. She said in all that time, nobody never questioned any of her analysis, her, um, her analysis. Nobody ever questioned any of those drug um, paperwork that she signed off of. Nobody ever questioned any of her testimonies in nine years. You know why they didn't question it? Because the people who were selling the drugs were selling drugs. They knew that they had real crack because she basically was saying, if you got busted for selling crack and you knew that it wasn't crack, that's the first thing you're going to say. I was selling um, I had that was shit was not crack. It was sheet rock or it was soap or it was whatever one of the things that she was using to fake put the drugs back when she was doing it, stealing it from the lab. That's the first thing that a, that a person is going to say is that it was soap. And then if, if the person said, hey, I was selling soap and then they came back and said it wasn't soap, it was crack and Sonia Farrakh signed on it and they were adamant that it was soap. Then they would afford that. They would have their lawyers say, we want to investigate Sonia Farrakh. We think something's going on because my client is, is adamant that it was soap. And Sonia is saying that it was crack. And we know it wasn't crack. We, we, we are 100% sure it wasn't crack. We can follow the repeal based on that fact. She would have been investigated. She would have been questioned. Over that nine years, she was never questioned, never investigated because the drug people not, did not use that as their defense. And maybe, maybe, maybe it was one or two of them. But I'm telling you right now, 11,000 11, cases, 11,000 cases were uh, dismissed over that, right? you telling me that 11,000 dudes went to jail and knew that they did not have crack. And none of them never said nothing. Nobody out of 11,000 people never said, hey, I didn't have crack or I didn't have coke. Sonia might have made this up. No. So when she said her point was that they knew they had drugs, they knew it. That's why that wasn't their defense. That's why she never was investigated. That's why she got away with it. She got away with it because she was doing the test and the shit really was drugs. She knows it was really drugs. And the bitch ain't going to go on there and tell the truth, but she knows it was really drugs. She could have just said, you know how I know all of my shit was real drugs? Because I was using this shit. When I tested some cocaine and it was good cocaine, I snorted some. When I tested some crack and it was good crack, I smoked some of that shit. When I tested the meth and it was good meth, I smoked it, I smoked it, I chewed it up, I ate it, I stick it up my ass. I did everything I could do with all of these drugs. I fucked the crack pipe. Whatever. You know what I mean? She could have said that, but no, she was saying what she was doing, but come on, that's common sense. So, in a sense, I do kind of agree with her that, you know, I didn't put, nobody was falsely put in prison because of me. They were put in prison because of what they did. Um... And I was put in prison because I fucked up at my job and I was doing and I was stealing drugs. But don't try to say, oh, I was fucking keeping these people in prison because I was fucking not doing my job. You know what I mean? 
So I kind of agree with that. But if you haven't seen it, you need to go watch it, see it for yourself. Um, if you did see it, good. You know you like that shit. You know you were saying the same thing I was like, holy shit, I can't believe it. If you didn't see it, go watch it. And if I spoiled it for you, I'm sorry I spoiled it for you, but you can still watch it because I might have missed some things and you still got to see it. You still got to kind of like watch it to believe it. But on that note, that's going to be the end of this episode, and I hope you like listening to it. I hope you enjoy it, and I'm going to say it again. Tell your mom, tell your friends, tell the baby, tell anybody you can to listen. If you would like to sponsor me, go on Anchor FM, and to tell you how to sponsor me, you can sponsor me from a dollar a month to whatever you want. Hook a brother up, or if you got a business and you want to do a commercial or you want to be a guest, we can't be a guest right now. Corona is real. You cannot be a guest right now, but if you ever do want to be a guest when I get done and popping, or maybe I can do some phone um episodes we'll see but until then you'll hear me next time on the lisper podcast thank you bye